Welcome back to Presence and Purpose, a show all about helping you build an authentic online presence and live out your God-given purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my brand strategy business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. Now I help Christian coaches and service providers do the same. I'm here to help you attract the right clients and build a thriving online community with tangible tips, behind-the-scenes stories from women just like you, and lessons learned on all things branding, finding your people, sharing your message, and so much more. We never want to just survive, right? But I think if we're being honest, many of us have been in survival mode lately, you know, trying to keep our business going, caring for our family, um, maybe distance learning on top of it. And while you may be done with school and distance learning for the year, um, or almost done, we're heading into summer and with our kids around more, it involves finding a new rhythm, simplifying our focus and reevaluating our priorities so that we can be present for what matters most. So today I am talking with Lindsay LaVisca. She is a parenting and homeschool coach and she has such a big heart for kids, especially kids who are outside the box thinkers, as she says. So I think you're really gonna enjoy today's episode. We really dive into ways that we can have a thriving family and business in the midst of all of this. So welcome. I would love if you could give us just a real quick um, synopsis of who you are, what you do, um, and then we'll jump in. Okay. Uh, Well, like you said, my name is Lindsay LaVisca, and I am a mama of three. I have two biological daughters, and then six years ago, my husband, Ian, and I adopted a newborn little boy, newborn boy. Um, And why we're here today is the fact that that little boy was used by God to radically change me as a mom and as an educator. And um, uh, I'm just a completely different woman. And my heart is for those kids that think and process the world differently and the mamas who are raising them. Um, Yeah, so that's why you and I are here right now. And that's a little bit of my story. I went to um, graduate school 20 years ago and got my master's in teaching. And it's just so funny (laughs) how God used this little boy in our lives to not only change us in many different ways, but also teach me way more about teaching (laughs) Mm -hmm. than I ever, ever learned in graduate school. So yes, I, um, just have a heart for kids. I've always been a, a kid person and I'm just, just grateful to be here and to chat with you today. It's been fun already. I feel like we've, you know, been best friends for years. So yay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and as we've been talking, you know, you kind of shared with me how you didn't really set out to start an online business and it just kind of happened that way, which is how it happened with me too. Um, yeah. and you know, you started kind of doing tutoring, like one-to-one working with kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you felt very clearly like you needed to start working with parents. And so that's how you got online. And, you know, you, you talk a lot about like, you know, helping 
families support their kids where they're at in a way that works for them. Um, And right now we're all all in a homeschooling situation, right? So even people who haven't been homeschooling are suddenly in that boat. Um, And I know that's kind of what you want to talk about today. And so I would love for you to just kind of offer your insight in terms of like, how can we survive this season right now? Well, first of all, I, yes, I started a heart for all students in order to equip moms either who wanted to homeschool their kids and just kind of felt like, you know, maybe the traditional system isn't the best for my child. Not that it's bad in any way, shape or form, but just that my child may not be thriving there educationally. Um, And also to equip the mom whose child doesn't necessarily fall in line with what we as Christian mamas believe is that perfect Christian family. And um, when our children struggle with challenging behaviors, it's really hard for us as parents, particularly as moms, particularly as moms within the Christian community, because we have, you know, we have our own set of what's appropriate and what's not, even though we don't necessarily talk about it all the time. But I really think it lends itself to your question, talking about kind of the homeschooling, moms newly having that responsibility of being responsible for educating their children, but also to your point about surviving, there's also the element of how are we functioning as a family? How is my child behaving? Are we struggling with more challenging behaviors because we're stuck at home and because our routine is totally off. And especially those Christian entrepreneurial moms who are also trying to keep their businesses going and we're split in a billion different directions suddenly. And even if you're a homeschool mom, like I've been a homeschool mom for 10 years, it's different having my boy home from, cause he's in TK. I think your daughter's in traditional or was it tra- transitional kindergarten or preschool. Mm-hmm. And so my son's home. So that's added that same element of, Oh wait, my child's home now. I have my, my more high needs child is home now too. So I get it. So I'm feeling it too, is what I'm trying to say. So even though I've homeschooled for 10 years, I am feeling it in my own way. And so I can imagine that a lot of your audience is navigating both parts the behavioral issues and the stress we feel as moms and the, I need to educate my child and what, I don't know how to do this. So my first suggestion (laughs) is to take a deep breath (laughs) and really seize this opportunity in your mind, in your mind, because it's all about the mind. Jesus tells us always, you know, take our thoughts captive to Christ, right? So in our mind, it's so important for us to remember that this is a season and we know that there's good to be found in it. And so when we're losing our minds to take a deep breath and know God is in this with us, he has not left us. And when I'm feeling fear or anxiety, I can remember that's not of him and take a deep breath and hopefully rest in the fact that he's in this and I don't have to be fearful because I think a lot of our stress and I'm preaching to myself is based, it's fear-based because it's hard not to hear the world, which is telling us everything's falling apart <laughs> in that season, in this season. Yeah. I mean, I, I could always use the reminder to stop and take a deep breath. Um, and I love several things that you said, um, talking about like 
looking at how are we functioning as a family, especially looking at like, how is my kid acting? Are they thriving? Are they acting out? Are they feeling the stress? Are they feeding on the stress? If we're stressed out and then they're tense and then they're acting out. And you also like, you know, touched on like running a business too. Obviously this, this podcast is geared towards um, entrepreneurs. And so we're all in that boat. And that's been the, that's been the thing that I've experienced the most. Cause like I said, it's not like my daughter, I mean, we're, we're basically done with school. Like she, you know, they send us suggestions, activities, which we do occasionally, but we're not, we're not really following that. So it, it is for the most part, what we're experiencing in our life is this, how do I do my business and also help her thrive. And I know, um, it's just been this reminder of, I started this business because I wanted to spend more quality time with her and I wanted to have that freedom to do that. And then I'm suddenly put in this situation where like when this first happened, I tried to kind of force like the rhythm that we had down that had been working, um, that wasn't working anymore. And it, it was just being face to face with like, Oh my gosh, she's not thriving in this situation. I started this because I want to spend that quality time with her. And like, how do I do that? And it's, it's a process. And I, I mean, none of us like have the answers. um, But I think it's helpful to even just like share how it's been working for you. How did you guys adjust things? Or was it was it a big adjustment for you to kind of like change your rhythm? Well, I think that's a great question. And I'm going to be like, totally transparent. Um, this has been one of those real pressing seasons for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're like on week four or five. I don't even know where we yeah, are. I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, I, I don't even have time to think about it. Um, well, one thing just on a, a practical level with my girl. So I have a 14 year old who's in eighth grade. She'll go into ninth grade next year. And then I have an 11 year old in fifth grade. And so recognizing that my boy had come home and that he is definitely he has more, he has higher needs. My son has, um, some special cognitive needs that are different. And so I have a huge heart for mamas whose children are home that maybe, you know, have, uh, cognitive differences that display themselves in bigger behaviors. So the ADHD type behaviors, or if you have a child, um, with autism or somewhere on the autism spectrum or a child with sensory processing disorder or sensory needs, this is going to be an even greater possible transition into your home. And with my son coming home, what I needed to do is I needed to shift my expectations and really reevaluate what I could take on as, um, as a mom, but also recognize the fact that my girls, they're adjusting too to having brother home and having their normal lives taken away. Uh, my oldest is in, martial arts. She's a black belt in Taekwondo and her life typically as a homeschool family is she gets her work done and then she goes to the dojong for, you know, sometimes three, four hours a day. And she is just, that's where she is. And that's her life. And she's an Mm -hmm. extrovert like her mama. So Mm -hmm. she is really, I would say if anyone in the family has struggled the most, my 14 year old. And so I had to modify our homeschool schedule and I had to pull back on our homeschool schedule and just kind of make sure that we hit the most important things. And what I always recommend, regardless of the season, 
but most especially now for parents that are new to homeschooling or new to being responsible for the education is to focus in on the three R's. If what your teacher's sending home isn't working for your family because it's causing so much stress and anxiety, then I suggest always focus on the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. Those three subjects, and quite frankly, I would even remove writing per se. Mm-hmm. I don't typically, as, as my standard rule of thumb is, I never recommend formal writing instruction until fourth grade. Never. Um, so if your child is learning penmanship or handwriting, printing, you, you know, practice a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But if you're reading every day with your child, reading together, um, focusing on educational gaps. So I'm big on if your child struggles at all in math ever. And when I say struggle, I mean, if they are melting down because the homework's too hard, mm-hmm. they're not melting down because they're trying to be disobedient. That's actually information for you to process and recognize there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So when your child is struggling with either motivation to do math or melting down or struggling at all. And this season, I say to every parent, capture the season to focus on those basic math skills, those foundational skills, math facts, those things that are going to serve your child forever. Academically reading, you know, pick a great book that your kid is interested in and snuggle up and read with them. Capture Mm -hmm. the opportunity as a relationship building experience between you and your child. Um, The last thing we want, and I'm preaching to myself here, girl, last thing we want is to look back at the season and say, wow, that was such a bad season. I was so stressed out all the time that I broke relationship with my kid. And I was there last week. So Mm -hmm. I am totally capable of this. Totally. And I just, I'm reaffirming this to that mom to give yourself the grace to do things differently, right? Like God tells us, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. And yet we, we get conformed to the patterns of this world when we get so fearful about, because the school tells me it has to be this way. Mm -hmm. He's in charge. And so we need to just check those thoughts that we often don't even question. If the school says this, then that's what I'm supposed to do. And I am going to say, these are your children and you need to do what's best for your family unit because Mm -hmm. you're a relationship. We are relationship based, you know, as believers, we know that's the truth, but we all are. And so focus on relationship and then read books, do a couple, play some math games, focus on math skills and then breathe, (laughs) breathe and have fun. Yes. Lots of breathing. So as I was listening to you talking about like going back to the basics, um, kind of like the basic skills with kids, yeah. Um, yeah. immediately my mind also went to like the melting down mom trying to work yeah. on her business where it's like, go back to the basics and really focus on like what actually needs to get done. What so is this vision that I had for my business? You know, like I said, like okay. I wanted to have my business because I wanted to have these boundaries in place where it's like, I have extra time to spend with my daughter, um, more time than I would if I was, you know, going to and from work. Um, and it's like, go back, go back to those basics, go back to the vision and just like simplify things, which, you know, 
easier said than done to simplify things, but just really take a hard look at like, what do you actually need to be doing? Get rid of anything that you can, that you can take off your plate, Um, put it on pause and like, you don't have to spin your wheels and try to do all these things to get clients. Like, you know, God's, God's going to cover you and he's going to provide for you in this season. Um, That's something that I have been reflecting on is just, I am so thankful, grateful, amazed at how God's been providing for me and my daughter in the season. Mm. And like, at the same time, I'm, you know, catch myself getting anxious and stressed out on like, but how am I going to continue to provide? But I'm like, okay, but God's already provided. Um, and I felt, I felt God tell me that at one point, like I've already provided for you, (laughs) like, and I'm going to continue to provide for you. And I was like, okay. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you're feeling the pressure and it's like so many moms are, it's like, how can we, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like, how can we take off the pressure? Like, you know, what are you doing? How can we, how can we stay sane? (laughs) Well, like amen and amen and amen to that. That was so good. I love that you pulled that go back to the basics with business. Mm-hmm. How right on is that? And I think that you, I cannot more, I love, I love that you said that. That was actually a gift to me right now. So thank you. Um, and I think that that lends itself well to, you're never, we're never going to do that perfectly. Right. But when we catch ourselves starting to feel anxious or stressed out or when for me, it comes out in me starting to snap. When I start to snap Mm -hmm. at my kids or my husband, or I'm just irritable, I'm like, wait a second. As soon as I catch myself, like what you just said, go back to the basics, go back to the basics, go back to the basics. Sometimes if we have those, it's it's funny because as I'm working on my course right now, one of the biggest things that I uh, I just recorded yesterday, uh, a video and it's all about, you know, taking our thoughts captive and really holding them up to the truth, right? And really providing ourselves with, you know, God is constantly telling us in scripture, you know, meditate on my word, hide your word in my heart. Um, in Deuteronomy, he talks to the, about to the Israelite parents and he tells the Israelite parents to talk to your children in the morning about what I have done. Talk to them in the afternoon, talk to them when you're walking down the street, talk to them, you know, repeatedly tell them about what I'm doing, which mm-hmm. lends itself to the importance of our thoughts and the things we tell ourselves. And so by you just giving me this, go back to the basics, go back to the basics and trust that we don't have to do it the same way that every other entrepreneur does it, Mm -hmm. that we can do it differently because we trust and we know, and we have a God who provides for us, not just enough, but like in abundance Mm -hmm. and he blows us away and we're going to miss the blessing. And I'm speaking to myself here. We're going to miss the blessing. I'm going to miss the blessing of this season. If I get, if I look to the world and to all the different business groups and what they say and all the different experts and how we're supposed to pivot in this season. And instead, like you said, go back to the basics, go back to the basics. Um, that was super helpful for me. So thank you. Um, I will take, you can just send me an invoice and I'll just take you my therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> that was so good because it's just so important. Yeah. The, there's so much going on in our heads at any moment. And mm-hmm. so I love having little nuggets of truth to circle back to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's just one thing that the Lord is really showing me and just really pressing into me in this season is to really check the, what I'm believing in any Mm -hmm. given moment. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is super helpful. And one of the ways that I am on a practical level may much more able to stay sane and keep my eye on the prize and keep my eye on the folk on the goal, which is my family first, you know, obviously the Lord, we all know that, mm-hmm. but my relationship with my kids and my husband has to come above anything else. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the number one thing that I have had to do in this season is take all social media off my phone because it's very easy as business women. If we, you know, this online world, social media is such a huge piece, mm-hmm. such a huge piece. And yet if it is not, it, it can also be dangerous, maybe just for someone like me, but I can find myself getting sucked in. And so it does rob me especially in this season of a lot of joy because I'm hearing the world tell me what I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to do business-wise. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. It's going to be bad if you don't, you know, and taking on a practical level, taking social media and pulling away any of like the extra distractions has been very life-giving and allowed me to be the mom and the wife that I need to be in this season and that I want to be, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's been helpful. I think and just I focus need to on do my that. clients. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Focus on clients that, that you already have instead of worrying yes. about clients down the road, which you should do always. But I feel like, yeah. especially right now, people are just like um, trying to grab at anything that feels stable, yes. that, you know, yes. or normal or consistent. Um, yes. Yeah. And your point about, you know, that family needs to come before business. It's like, we all want to have our order of priorities as like God business or sorry, God family business. Um, but I feel like we like flip it on its head. And like, if I'm being quite honest, it's usually literally the exact opposite and it's business first and then family and then God at 1159 when I'm about to go to sleep. Like, um, and that's not what I want. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not what I want at all. And yeah. even like thinking about a practical way that I can, I mean, very clear way that I can do that, obviously, it's, you know, spending time with God in the morning when I first get up. But then in terms of like, you know, spending time with my daughter, it's like, I need to make it a priority to even have because I <laughs> am more productive in the morning, um, after yeah. I've had coffee. Um, sure. <laughs> I I do like to dive into work in the morning, but even if I'm going to do that, like even if, you know, you are like me and you feel productive in the morning, even just spending like 10 minutes to like read a book with them or like have some, you know, time playing on the floor with them or yes, I don't know, my daughter likes to play talent show or like make up these games, like do something. So it's like, they feel like they have this connection bonding time. And then do business. So like right there at 10 a.m., you could already have your priorities set for the day of you spent time with God and then you spent time with family and now you're diving into business. And of course, that's not going to happen all the time, but it's just a very practical way that like I'm talking to myself now. I'm like, yes, (laughs) absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. The just pouring into our, our kids, 
um, giving that because they're young and they just need that cup to be filled up. They just need that connection. They just need that. Mm, and that is so life-giving um, to them. And then their cup is filled and then there's more freedom for us to kind of focus in on what we need, knowing that, yeah, that we've poured into them and it makes us feel better. It makes yeah. us, it's life-giving to us as well. So I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. Like on a practical level, because I'm all about like the, every decision we have to make, especially for parents that have children that have higher needs or just whatever it is, whether your child has a, a learning difference and you have to kind of uh, spend some extra time supporting them in their learning, you know, or just reading if, you know, whatever it is that you're doing for your child is that every decision we have to make takes energy, cognitive energy. I like mm -hmm. love learning about the brain. And this is like, God is so amazing. But every decision we have to make does require mental energy. And so the less, the, mm -hmm. the, the less decisions we have to make, the better it is for our own level of anxiety when, especially when we have kids and we have noises coming at us because our brains are constantly processing the information. So on a practical level, come up like with your child, like as a fun activity after lunch or when you have just a 10 minute pocket of time and say, I want to come up with like our morning fun or what are, what are things we could do for 10 minutes? Let's list them out. Let's brainstorm together. Some really fun things that are just like our special little, like we can call it like 10 minute treasure time or, you know, what you, you, you talk to, you know, my 14 year old would laugh at me if I said that, but even my 14 year old, that's important. Yeah. So to brainstorm yeah. those things, brainstorm those fun activities that you can do with your daughter and have your daughter participate in that is a, just in and of itself is life-giving. And then you have this list that you two can just refer to in the morning. Okay, pick one. You know, this is just pick one. Let's do it. And so you don't even have to think, what do I do? How do I pour in? What's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, no decision fatigue. It's already done. I'm doing this today. Okay. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> I love that. I mean... I know right now my daughter would call it Ella's Fun Club list because Ooh. she she started Ella's Fun Club and she's been, <gasps> she's been telling me that she can't do Ella's Fun Club until the sickness is over and now I'm going to go tell her after this interview is done okay. that actually guess what we're starting Ella's Fun Club now. <laughs> I know like you're my you're the beta tester. You're exactly. the beta tester for Ella's Fun Club. Oh my word. Yes. Okay, let's start it. Let's start it. We'll do a Zoom Ella's Fun Club. Virtual Ella's Fun Club. We'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll collaborate, okay? My kids will join in. It'll be so fun. Oh my gosh. I also, I love, I love that point about, you know, the less decisions we have to make, the less, you know, the lower anxiety we're going to be. Because um, yes. I've heard that before. I feel like most of us have heard that before. Like yes. decision fatigue is a real thing, but then it's yes. like, especially right now, you know, yes. making that fun list with your kids, reducing those decisions, Writing down, I've been trying to get better about this um, because for a while I was really good at taking, I've got my like physical planner here on my desk and yeah. I would write down like, what do I need to get done today? So then it's like when I sit down and ideally I've just been playing with my daughter. She's had that quality time. Now she's continuing yeah. playing with herself and I'm like, okay, I've got like, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, or whatever to work what do I need to do? And then I waste my time figuring out what I need to do. And then I'm exhausted and yes. then I don't get it done. And then I'm frustrated and then I'm snapping at my daughter and it's like, Oh, yes, so I feel it. like just finding the ways that you can take the decision making in the moment out of 
business stuff. So it's, you know, writing down the to-do list, again, writing down the basics of, um, you know, what, what your business needs to operate. Um, mm-hmm. and also you had, you had said before kind of about like the, you made that excellent point about the way that the world says to do business and that, you yes. know, you go in entrepreneur groups and there's so many things going on and it's so easy to uh, like consume them all. But then the problem with consuming them all is that then we get swayed in terms yes. of like, um, what you actually need to be doing. And yes. like, yes, this is an opportunity to, um, look at, you know, maybe areas that you could take those basics that you're already doing in your business and use right. them, kind of expand the reach, right? Like we talked right. about before we hit record about how I've, I've been meaning to use Pinterest. So maybe right. that's something I can write down when I have a clear head and I'm not just consuming content. Think about what's something I've actually been needing to do, meaning to do that would help, you know, kind of ex- extend the growth, extend the life of what I've already been doing. It's not okay. some shiny thing that I'm adding to my plate, but yes. it's actually me making that decision like while well, I'm not tuning into what everyone's suggestion yes. suggesting. Um, yes. Yeah, because it it it's not helpful if it's adding to your plate something that doesn't need to be there. Like it might be yeah. a good thing, but not right now. Yes. I love that you said that about add, you know, something that is on your plate and has been on your to-do list that you haven't been able to capture the time to do, but that would only enhance that which you're already doing. And mm-hmm. I really like that you said that. And again, going back to like before, when you were saying, when I, you said about going back to the basics and I'm like, go back to the basics, go back mm-hmm. to the basics. Um, that, I think that's such a great like marker for do I pursue this new idea? Do I pursue this new idea? Is it going to serve what I already have in place, especially in this season of uncertainty? You know, is this going to serve that which is already working and I'm just going to enhance it? I love that. That's like a great question to ask Mm -hmm. yourself in the moment um, because it is so easy to get distracted. And again, that's part of the reason why for me, I recognize how I'm wired. I've learned so much from my own children and all these kids that I have to set in place guardrails. And so that those guard, I remember Andy Stanley a long time ago used this guardrail analogy about really just setting ourselves up for success to mm-hmm. know who we want to be. And I love that you, uh, you just really well worded that, um, is that, you know, enhancing that, which I've already done well and just kind of take it to the next level. I really, really, um, I appreciate that. That's a good question to ask myself, you know, um, to kind of default back to when it's starting to feel chaotic, what decision do I make? You know, what decision do I make? You were in this, this mastermind and this mastermind, and they both sound great. Mm -hmm. However, it's so the enemy, right? It's so the enemy to that create, creating that confusion. And where, when we get to that, because we get confused, what do I do? What do I do? There's just too many things and it's one time, right? And we think it all has to be done now. Mm-hmm. And that's just our humanity. But that's like so the enemy, right? To create that confusion and we become paralyzed. So sorry for yeah. talking out loud there, but you gave me a lot of food for thought. And so it's all good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. 
I'm, yeah. so, I'm so glad it's making you think. It's making yeah. you think too. Um, I love it. Even thinking about like what what do you already have in front of you that you can use? How do I say this? Like if there's something that you want to work on, like do you already have resources that you could use right. to help you with that? Or do you already have connections that could support you? Um, if you find yourself looking at like, oh, there's this course on sale or there's this, you know, thing out there where it's like, I just feel like um, I'm highly sensitive to letting a new expert in, um, you know, letting a new coach or whatever in that hasn't been in my circle yet that I've been really taking an advice from because it's like you can only you can only listen to so many people and everyone has a different way of doing things, which is natural because you're supposed to teach the way that that's natural to you. But that just, that adds to the confusion. So it's like thinking about like how many people are you taking advice from? Because even if it's around the same topic and maybe it's how to start a podcast and you're listening to this person and this person and this person or how to start a membership or whatever. But if you're, you're taking bits and pieces from so many people that's just going to add to the confusion too and it's like pick a person um and stick with that person so you're not you know you're not all over the place yes I completely agree with you it's that whole shiny object thing um yeah it's so hard when you're you just you feel like there's so much like kind of static white noise going on when you're thinking about things and it's like if you can do whatever you need to do to clear that out. Like it's going to help you focus and stay sane. If we're, you know, we're talking all about like how to stay sane and right. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think there is a lot of pressure or at least initially when everything happens, when we all like this social distancing started happening, it was, there was definitely a lot of pressure and a lot of conversation about pivoting and yeah you know there was there was this message that was going out saying we all have to change what we're doing mm-hmm. we all have to change what we're doing in some way you're going to change what you're doing and you know what for a lot of businesses absolutely however the blessing god's mercy for so many of us in the online world is that we're in the online world already and mm-hmm. that in and of itself is a gift that is a gift and the other the the other thing is, is it, again, that lends itself to the whole, we're getting all these messages that we're supposed to do, we're supposed to do. And I know I went, I know that I was feeling that pressure as well. And as you were talking, I was thinking, wow, you were talking about, okay, if I want to do this, that might be new for my business to support the business I have. Okay. Or this idea that I think I need to do or pursue instead of looking to another influencer, you were saying, you know, I already had these people relationships with these particular, you know, business, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs, women. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the, the question we can always ask ourselves is that God has already, what has God already provided? What relationships has God mm-hmm. already provided within this area of our lives, within this business area of our lives? He really has almost nine times out of 10 already provided that if we just take that deep breath and say, no, I don't have to start exploring because our brains, we like new because it's fun and exciting. Novelty is exciting. So a lot of times that's when we start to search new ideas because researching is super fun. That's like dreaming. 
That's mm-hmm. dreaming. That's why we love story as just people. That's why children love story. That's why we love the movies because story is wonderful and it's, it captures the, our, a part of our, just the way God's designed us to be able to imagine things. And so it's easy to use that desire for imagination and excitement to go off track and seek, oh, this person says this and this person says that. But then we're really not doing anything productive to help move the needle forward. And nine times out of 10, God's already provided those relationships and those, those resources for yeah. us in our businesses, um, mm-hmm. particularly if we've been doing it for a decent amount of time, of course. Yeah. And if you've already like built relationships and you've got the circle of people around you, it's like chances are you're already connected with someone who can help you instead of seeking it out where confusion can happen. If we, if we are like going outside of our circle, outside of the recess sure. resources that God's already given us, um, is that something that I caught myself with when I was considering like kind of adding another coach you know, expert into my circle who I'm taking advice from was realizing like, this person doesn't know my business. They don't, they haven't known where I started, where God's been telling me to go, where I'm at right now, how that relates to where God told me to go. Like it just, you know, and that's, I mean, that's something new to consider anytime you join a membership or group, you know, coaching program or, um, hire anyone is, is realizing that it is starting that new relationship, but it's just, um, you know, if, if we're talking about it from this aspect of, you know, being intentional to look at like, what has God already given us? Where do we need to be focusing our energy, you know, trusting him that if we do the things that really need to be done, that he's still going to provide. Um, I feel like that's just another way that, you know, another thing, another important thing to consider. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just to kind of like reiterate that the reason we're talking about this is we're not saying to seek out new information and seek out new resources is a bad thing. But in this season where mm-hmm. we have that extra pressure and that extra responsibility when our children are at home or our husbands are at home and we are in this new season, this is going to help us pair back and help us to at least um, move forward in less anxiety if we kind of just focus in on what we have right now and how can we utilize that best. And that, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of remind us, yeah. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, making sure that we're not using learning as a distraction or like a, not, not a distraction, making sure we're not using learning as an escape. Cause yeah. I've caught myself doing that. Like, of course. I mean, I can use my business anytime as an escape from, you know, my life, my daughter, my, you know, anything that's going on is just, you know, get zoned in with my business. Not that business is a bad thing, but yeah, as you were saying that I, I was just, I just really felt that like, yeah, don't use it as a escape. Like don't, don't yeah. try to escape reality by, you know, chasing all these new things and just be present and be intentional. Um, I mean, that's what we've been talking about this whole time, but yeah. Oh, and it, it, it's so funny because a lot of these conversations, a lot of things and topics that you're bringing up just remind me so much of our children. They mm-hmm. remind me so much of our children that are home right now. And like for that mom who's trying to juggle all these responsibilities, um, particularly a child who's like resistant to schooling and learning, um, they, 
we're, we're just like our children, meaning like we try to escape and zone out when we're feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. How do we do it? It may not be getting into mud puddles in the backyard, but it's, it's through, you know, the things that are easier for us or more um, exciting for us, like researching our business and stuff like that. We're so similar. And so what I like about this conversation, just business-wise, um, because our kids, they want to do what they want to do, not because mm -hmm. they're bad, just like us. We want to do what we want to do. And when we're stressed, a lot of kids will escape. So you'll, the, they, there's this concept um, out there called elopement, okay? With, especially when you, if, if you have a child with autism or ADHD or just it's just like, it's just a word that just basically means what you said to escape distraction. When things are pressure filled, we just kind of, we need a break mentally and we go away. And so it just reminded me of that mom who's constantly having to say, go do your homework or go do your schoolwork. And your child is like, is not doing it. Or you're always finding them playing video games or, you know, doing all these things that they're not supposed to be doing. We as moms and as businesswomen, we do it too. And the reason I point that out is more just so we can connect with our children and understand this, this, is, this is something we're going to battle our whole lives because we're just human beings and there's such grace. I think a lot of times if we, because now I see everything, like almost every example I could just pull back. Like you could probably have an example for everything branding, every example, every movie you watch or whatever, you can somehow you see it through this different lens. And right now this is where the Lord has me is like just how we behave as human as adults is just, it helps us to connect in areas where we fall as adults, help us to connect with our kids when they don't um, fall in line as well, or, or they have a harder time learning. I just know so many moms are struggling to get their children to do work or if their child resists reading. And I, I, and they, I just, it's more of like, Hey, grace, 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 grace and relationship with our children is what's going to help us make that progress. And so I don't know when you were saying that, I was like, Oh my gosh, our kids do that all the time. That's, we yeah. all do it. We're just people, even yeah. as adults, it just looks different. It just looks different. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. So where can people find you online? Ah, uh, yay. They can find me well, social media, you can just find me, but I would say go to my website, www.aheartforallstudents.com. And I just have like a, a ton of information, homeschool information, even if you're not a traditional homeschooler, lots and lots of resources to help your child um, with reading, writing, all, any subject or any area. If, if you have like an outside the box thinker, if your child just thinks and processes the world differently there is something on there for you to equip you to best equip your child. Um, lots of information about um, just various, you know, special needs, our children that struggle even with um, anxiety and, and fear. And, um, you know, I just have such a heart for these kids. I really do. I, I, I get very emotional about it. It's crazy. I actually was on a call with a client yesterday and I was talking about her, talking about her son to my husband. And I started to get emotional about it because I just really, there are these, I just want us as moms. My biggest message is if your child is struggling, especially behaviorally, if you think your child consistently is not responding to that traditional approach that we've been, we've been programmed to believe is the only way. I want to encourage you to see behavior as information 
and to give your child grace the same way Jesus does for us. Um, my number one just recommendation for all mamas out there is when in doubt, relationship first, relationship first, meaning when our children are struggling, think about the fact that God saw us and recognized, you know, all throughout the Old Testament, you see humanity trying so hard to follow the rules, follow the rules, follow the rules, and yet we failed and we failed and we failed. And by his mercy and out of his love for us, that was never, never, ever based on our behavior, never based on our outward behavior. He sent his son to live a perfect life for us because we can't live the perfect life. We never will. And then, you know, die on the cross for our sins, but raise again so we can have relationship with God, mm-hmm. even when we mess up. And that's the message for moms is that relationship first, relationship first with our children, like get to their heart first, and then you can tease through what's going on and best equip them. Um, there's just so many kids out there that believe that they're bad inherently because they don't respond or they, they, they struggle with, um, outward behavior, but it all has to do with what's going on inside. And so I just love these kids. And I want to, I want these kids to grow up feeling confident that God has designed them on purpose the way they are. And he wants to use their, what the world says are perceived are weaknesses, but actually they're God's intended that God intends to use them as strengths for good. So Mm -hmm. that was like a long spiel, but I just love these kids and I just want to help the mama's the mama who thinks that her child is, oh, you know, the mom that wakes up in the middle of the night and she's so anxious because her child, she thinks her child is like, you know, going to get in trouble for the rest of their lives or that child that's always in trouble at school and she's so worried. No, 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 no. Like there's a different way to equip your child to thrive as God, as the person God's designed them to be. And I just want to encourage her. So reach out to me. I want to, I want to hug the babies and I want to hug the mamas. I love it. I love it. Well, and you've got a book too. Tell people about how they can find that. that. Thanks, friend. You're so good. (laughs) Yes, I wrote, (laughs) I wrote a book called Behind the Behaviors. It's the four steps to capture and influence your child's heart, beliefs, and behavior. Um, It actually started just as an infographic because I, I had this process I was working through with my son who, you know, you can find out more information about our story, but it was bad. It was bad. And I felt like such a failure as a mother, <laughs> such a failure. Everything I believed about being a good Christian mama, none of it worked with this little boy. And God has just done such a work. But it started as an infographic for a blog post. And then that blog, I was like, oh, I guess I'll write a blog post. And then that blog post turned into this book, which eventually next month is coming out as a course. Um, but I have a book and I would be just so grateful just for anyone to share with a mama who's struggling. It's that mama whose kid is kicking and screaming in the middle of the target and she feels like she's the worst mom. Mm-mm, she's not. She's not at all. She's such a good mama and she needs to know that because she feels isolated and alone. So yeah, that's, that's just my heart, my heart. So yeah, you can get it on Amazon. It just came, it just came out print and Kindle. Fun, fun. That's so exciting. That made me want to cry. I don't know why I'm like, oh. I know. Because I love it. I cry. I literally cry all the time when I think about these kids because so many kids grow up 
and they can't, they, they, you know, they have impulse issues, which is all about the brain. It has everything mm-hmm. to do with like the amygdala and this part of the brain that helps us have and develop self-control actually doesn't even develop till the third decade of life. Um, uh, long story short, these kids are often set up for failure. Mm-hmm. They're set up for failure. And then they start to believe I am, I'm such a disappointment. Everybody's always mad at me. Everybody hates me. I'm terrible. And then they grow up believing they really believe this. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important. The words we choose to provide our kids. That's why God told the Israelite parents, tell your kids these things over and over again, because he wants them to remember them into adulthood. And so there's such power in the words that we, in messages we send our children, especially those that don't fit in the box. And so the long-term mental health implications for these kids is huge, Natalie, huge. And it's, mm-hmm. it's sad and scary. And I, we all believe that God's designed each one of our children uniquely, right? But then when our kids don't respond the way everybody else does, when our kids don't behave the way everybody else does at the exact same time, we freak out and we press harder using the same strategies that aren't working, that were, they were not, that our kids are not designed to respond well to. There's just a different way. And I just, if, if I could save one kid from growing up believing that he is just a terrible person, which, cause what happens, then they believe that's what God feels about them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So if I could just, I just, I want these kids to grow up knowing how valuable they are and being who God wants them to be and has designed them to be. So again, I rambled. I love these kids. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. I mean, this is such a, this is such a value packed conversation. Um, So so thank you. Thank you for having me. You're the best. It's been so much fun. fun. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time.